the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the best of investing on AM 1220 KDOW, the show that brings you valuable information about real estate, the financial markets, and other economic business of the day. Your host, Edward Brown, is a nationally recognized expert on money and investing who has appeared on CNN and has published numerous articles in national business magazines and newspapers. Now, your host for the best of investing, Edward Brown. Welcome. You're listening to The Best of Investing. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-host, Mark Honf of Pacific Private Money. Our phone number is 888-912-1190. Use that number to answer the trivia questions for a five-pack tanning certificate given away during the show. That certificate's not sponsored by the radio station, but by Tan Bella Tanning Salon with two locations in San Francisco and one in Marin. Today's trivia theme is corruption and shadiness in the movies. We'll have a little fun with that. Uh, before we get into uh, our guest, our special guest, Mark, there's a few things you wanted to cover. Yeah, well, what we have in store for listeners today, our show is going to be really great. Uh, I've got three things to talk about. Number one, four home improvements that surprisingly don't add value. Uh, and then also this week, the Case-Shiller Home Price Index was released, and you might be surprised which city for the first time this year is leading home price appreciation. And last but not least, I brought in an 11-page article, which I, I promise not to read, okay. uh, but it's titled Recession Fears Rising. How housing prices will hold up. And I'm going to dovetail some of the things that are said in this article with an event that I just attended this past week where I heard a kind of little bit of gloom and doom scenario in Uh-oh. the upcoming years. And I'll share with that with you later. All right. Should we go ahead and introduce our guest? Let's do it. All right. So we have a mortgage broker, Chris Davis from Guaranteed Rate, joining us here at the Best of Investing. Chris, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. All right. Uh, So now you've got a few things you want to share with us. Well, I I was thinking about some of those questions that I get on a daily uh, basis, and and, uh, I brought that information to share with you all. uh, uh, Things like cross-collateralization, asset depletion. Among other things, I think that'll pique some interest, and I'm happy so, to so share. So wait a minute, uh, b- borrowers call you and ask you about asset depletion. I don't even well, know. I should say, you know, uh, no, my borrowers certainly don't do that, but <laughs> yeah. but my referral partners do uh-huh. because they they want somebody with a cape to come in and yeah. say, hey, listen, my customer doesn't have any income, and I need them to buy a house, or you, they want they want to buy a house. You better de- define asset depletion. I know yeah. cross collateralization is, and I think a lot of our listeners yeah. do, but asset depletion is kind of an interesting. Yeah, it's a it's it's a way it's formulaic way a formulaic way to create income based on someone's assets, and it scales depending on their age, and there's a lot of different ways that you can do it. But okay. if someone, if you think about someone that's retired okay. and has fixed income, yep. Social Security, maybe a pension, right? Uh, and they want to buy another house yes. without first selling. Their current, which house. we've had a lot of right. those. We see that a lot. We see a lot of Pacific private money. Yes, uh, there are ways to structure financing that enable them to do that. And of course, you guys come into play 
quite a bit with those scenarios. Sure. But uh, there, there are clever ways to create income that enable people short-term to do that. And I'm happy to share that with you. It's, it's, it's not as easy as a W-2 income earner. Sure. Well, now, the backdrop and, on this, uh, Chris, is that you know we all know what's happened with, with mortgage loan origination on the conventional side. It's uh, you know 12 years ago, anyone who could fog a mirror could get a, a, <laughs> so uh, a mortgage. And now we're, you know, and, and, and last, actually for the last five years, uh, ever since the series of Dodd-Frank regulations, the banks have, have pulled back quite a bit. And, uh, and I have been noticing now with the refi boom essentially over because we had multiple troughs in interest rates, uh, and now we're a full percentage point or more higher than the last low. You know, we, we I think I think conventional lenders and banks, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong. Are, do you see a little bit of loosening up of 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 certain you know credit programs and credit conditions, or is it just that uh, certain lenders and maybe ones that you're representing uh, are actually maybe um, you know going back to some formerly tried and true methods of of determining. Um, eligibility. Well, first of all, I love that you said, you know, the fog up the mirror, because I often I say if I put a mirror under your nose and it steams up 10 years ago, you'd get a, you'd get a mortgage. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and, and really, I think in the wake of the crash, the pendulum went from the middle to yeah. it went straight over to the right. Yep. And it, it has taken time for it to settle back down to the middle. And I think we're finally there. I think, really? okay. I think some reason now Dodd-Frank certainly impacted uh, the ease by which we can secure financing. It, it, it's, it's much more scrutinized now. But I think uh, uh, that loosening overall, uh, you can see it. Uh, yeah. it, it. It is, I think, a little bit more down somewhere in the middle of that pendulum swing, and that's important. Uh, I don't need to pull teeth to gotcha. get someone a mortgage. But we still yeah. have issues like ability to repay, which wasn't an issue before. It, it seemed like, uh, you know, if, if you just had a good credit score and you lied about your assets, you mm-hmm. could get a loan. And now yeah. the, the ability to repay, which also means a, ability to demonstrate that you can afford the monthly payments, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think, that, I think that's law that's probably not going to go away. I, I don't have a problem with ATR. No. I, I, no. I actually like that you need, you know, sometimes people argue with me Hey, I, I, my house is worth four million dollars, and I only owe five hundred. Why can't you give me a loan? I said, yeah. Well, you, because you haven't demonstrated your ability to repay. Yeah, yeah. Because the banks aren't in the the business of, of taking over your house. Yeah, right. Yeah. And well, I think it seemed like they were a few years ago, but actually, that's <laughs> that. that it, it's it's uh, most people in foreclosure today have been in foreclosure actually for a really long time. Banks are not foreclosing on homes today like they were uh, in the height of the recession. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Tell you what, guys, we are going to cut to our first commercial break here. When we come back, we're going to continue on. Mark, I know has some very, really good information to share, and our special guest, Chris, uh, wants to talk. We'll talk about asset depletion a little bit more too. Mm-hmm. All right. So here's our first trivia question. Again, the theme is corruption and shadiness in the movies. If you know the answer, Chris, don't say it until we get back from break. All right. Uh, Two young newspaper reporters, Bob Woodward and Carl Bernstein, go up against Washington's most powerful men to uncover the truth about the Watergate scandal. Their story is told in this excellent 1976 film, All the President's Men. Which two actors portray Woodward and Bernstein 
That's our trivia question. Call 888-912-1190. If you're the first caller with the correct answer, uh, you're going to win that free tanning certificate, which is worth over $100. So basically what the question is, in the 1976 film All the President's Men, which two actors portrayed the two main characters? All right? Don't touch that dial. You're listening to The Best of Investing, and we're going to be right back. Now, back to the best of investing with your host, Edward Brown, on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back to the best of investing. Again, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Hunt, president of Pacific Private Money. Uh, first trivia question. Two young re- uh, newspaper reporters, Bob Woodward and Carl Carl Bernstein go up against Washington's most powerful men to uncover the truth about the Watergate scandal. Their story is told in an excellent 1976 film, All the President's Men. Which two actors portrayed Woodward and Bernstein? Chris knows that. Chris knows that. Uh, Dustin Hoffman and Robert Redford. That is correct. Uh, I think uh, one was one and one was the other. Uh, I don't I know which one was worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. I don't either. So um, we have Chris Davis uh, from Guaranteed Rate, a mortgage broker, who's sharing with us. Uh, 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 tell us again uh, specifically about asset depletion. Right. It's it's a method for um, for. Uh, Another way of calculating uh, income and ability to repay is that would that be a, a fair uh, description of what asset depletion is for a mortgage application? That's a hundred percent what that is. It it's really it, it enables a customer who oftentimes is retired and needs to have a lot of assets, and we need income to help them qualify to secure a loan of some flavor. Okay, and. Uh, Depending on your age, uh, there's a host of different ways to create the income, but it will, uh, in almost all cases, if you have substantial, you know, modest to, to substantial assets, uh, the formula works. Let's talk about some of the assets. Would, would things like jewelry or art or gold or, you know, name some of the, you know, maybe some traditional and then maybe some like maybe non-traditional or, or arcane assets yeah. that, that, you know, listeners might not realize would, would, be, uh, would, would fit that. That's uh, an excellent thing to bring up because this is purely uh, cash, savings, checking, investable assets like stocks and IRA. 401k type assets. Ah, so it's got to be. So there has to be a modicum of liquidity. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Can't be the equity in the home. It's not going to be jewelry. It's not going to be. Or equity in the home. Yeah. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Right. So equity in the home doesn't count as assets. Okay. Because I remember that as well being part of the Dodd Frank. See, and and that was, and that's why um, we've told a story before how Pacific Private Money was able to help an elderly couple. Uh, basically buy their next home without selling their current one, even though they didn't quite qualify uh, because you, you, you legally were able to make a special bridge loan product. Right, right. Because right, ability to repay. Um, unfortunately, uh, ability to repay laws um, are not quite as strong on certain types of, of um, short-term bridge loans that we're able to do at Pacific yeah. Private Money. So, but still, when we do a loan, uh, every loan we do, we're looking at the ability to either they're either going to sell their, their the property. Exit strategy, or, yeah. Yeah. yeah, one of two things have to happen. They they have to be able to qualify for conventional financing, or they're going to sell one or both of the properties. You know, if we're Cross collateralizing, selling at least one of them. So, so there's still. I mean, we still have to do this little dance and this little exercise. And even at Pacific Private Money, if someone calls us up and says, "Hey, I've got a small first. Uh, I've got a home worth a million dollars. I got a hundred thousand dollar first, but my wife and I were on fixed income. Uh, but we want to. Can we borrow? You know, two three hundred thousand 
ours because we want to remodel our home to sell it? And oftentimes the answer is no, we can't. We'd love to make that loan. They need it. They want it. They'll benefit from it. And they understand our pricing, but um, they don't qualify under the ability to repay uh, restrictions. Maybe you have to give them an 85-year loan or something that amortized it. <laughs> right. And, and we look for depletion of assets as well. And I'm just really surprised pleasantly to see from hear from Chris that that guaranteed rate, they've got some programs where they can also include uh, asset depletion as a source of income. But it sounds like um, it does need to be uh, uh, relatively liquid and doesn't include things like uh, art and and uh, jewels and it's funny. I had a friend who likes yeah. to collect diamonds and rubies and you know and just you know you wonder and and the, he you know a lot of people do things like that and you you could sell those and convert Bitcoin. it to cash. Bitcoin, yeah. uh, you know? boy, Bit- Bitcoin. Do you guys, I thought you guys, would bring that into the conversation. I, say, I know we uh, we've does, been. Uh, does Bitcoin uh, in, included in asset depletion? Uh, it does not. <laughs> really? Not wow. yet. Not yet. Not yet. You oh. know, interesting, Mark. Um, so we we I was going to say that uh, this is kind of interesting uh, lead in here. We have a, a an email question for you that comes in and says, how does Pacific Private Money work with mortgage brokers? Interestingly enough, we have a mortgage broker with us. Aren't they competition? Well, no, we don't uh, at Pacific Private Money. We're an alternative real estate finance provider. We do not compete with conventional mortgage brokers because we don't do conventional mortgages. Now, some private lenders in California do both, and it's kind of hard for them to go out to the mortgage broker network and and say, hey, you know, send us your client. We won't send it back. <laughs> not, not a great pitch, yeah. but uh, at Pacific Private Money, we have what we call a refer and recapture program, meaning um, when a when a, a mortgage broker refers their client to us because uh, they believed they had them uh, conventionally approved, but something happened along the way, uh, and they're in the middle of a purchase contract, and now it looks like they're not going to be able to provide them financing fast enough. Hey, guys, can you help us out? Do you have a bridge loan product that can uh, uh, help close the real estate? state deal. Uh, that's what we promote to realtors and mortgage brokers. We can come in with a, a very fast closing uh, bridge loan with no prepayment penalty, and the mortgage broker keeps the client, and they get to take them out, take up, out our loan with conventional financing as quickly as they are able to put that together. And uh, we, ha- we call it our 11-month bridge program because it needs to be less than one year in order to be um, uh, compliant uh, with regulations. Uh, but it has no prepayment penalty, and yes, it's more expensive than conventional financing. It's typically 9% and uh, two points is a typical program. Um, but uh, the uh, the borrower can pay us back in six days, six weeks, six months. Uh, it just needs to be uh, in less than a year. And so a lot of mortgage brokers will call us uh, with a client uh, that's that's trapped in, in some situation. And they really, really, really want to get that house. And so yeah. we're able to come in and rescue And they're the contractually deal. bound. And, and I would add... Right, and, right. I, and I would add... You know, there's, there's, we aren't in competition with you. In fact, you're a critical piece of our success when you come in and you, you put that bandaid on that situation. And it's short term. I think it's an exceptional value for your customer. Right, and Chris, well, and and you're the hero to the client because if you give the client an option, say, look, I mean, you're looking at potentially losing your deposit. It's gone non-refundable. I I can't help you yet. Yeah. But But if I had, you know, we can fix this in 90 to 120 days. Um, I have a solution for you. You know, it's going to cost a little bit more, but if you really want that property, you know, and and you're willing to pay for it, uh, this is an option. Uh, We we, we didn't think we would, you know, be in this position, but it, it, it happens. And it happens enough. I mean, there's thousands of real estate transactions happening all over California, and things happen. Uh, Transactions fall through the cracks. 
contracts, transactional distress happens, and that's kind of where you know we fit in. That's that's our niche at Pacific Private Money is owner occupied private money home loans with no prepayment penalty. I love it. Isn't that great? Yeah, I love okay. it. Uh, tell you what, guys, um, we've got another 30 seconds before we have to cut to another break. So, Mark, in Real the next quick, segment. One of my, gonna... uh, well, in, in the next segment, yeah. uh, actually, I'm just I'm going to go ahead and tell you that uh, any guesses on what the leading city was in price appreciation, according to Case Schiller, uh, in the month of I, I, I can't answer because I can see it. Baker, <laughs> Bakersfield. It was Las Vegas, Nevada. Lost wages. Remember Excellent. Las Vegas? Yeah. It was the highest appreciating city in the United States in 2005. Five, yeah. Mm. Do you and, remember what happened in 2007? Yeah. It was the leading d- d- <laughs> destruction. Uh, it okay. went up the highest and down the down highest. highest. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what happened. History might be repeating itself. Ooh, Ooh, okay. Stay tuned. Stay tuned for <laughs> new new. Uh, information on that. Yes. Okay, here's our second trivia question. Again, the theme is corruption and shadiness in the movies. In this 1973 film, an idealistic policeman fights corruption on the New York police force. Uh, it's based on the experience of a real-life officer. Just starting out at the time, the actor played the cop was Al Pacino. Mm-hmm. What was the name of this film? All right. You know the answer? I do. You do? I think. Oh, and Chris, do you know the answer? Don't say it. I think so. Oh, my goodness. That's because we're all over than Dust. older. Yeah. We're all over than trivia over is just 30. part of our genes. Exactly. It has to be. Yeah. All right. Don't touch that dollar. You call, in fact, call 888-912-1190 to be the first caller with the correct answer to that question. And don't touch that dial. We're going to be right back. You're listening to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. For more information, visit bestofinvesting.com. That's bestofinvesting.com. More in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. You're listening to The Best of Investing on AM 1220 KDOW. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. One more time, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Honf of Pacific Private Money. Third, uh, excuse me, second trivia question in this 1973 film, an idealistic policeman fights corruption on the New York police force. It's based on the experiences of a real-life officer. Just starting out at the time, the actor playing the cop was Al Pacino. What was the name of the film? Chris and I both got that one, Serpico. Serpico, that is correct. Absolutely. All right. So, so we're talking a little bit about uh, the the um, Case Schiller, now called the S and P CoreLogic Case Schiller Index. I don't know. I keep adding names to that. Uh, one of the most popular and most widely followed home price appreciation indexes in the country. It's released at the end of every month, and it's a sixty day lag. So we got the uh, this week the uh, numbers for June twenty eighteen came out, and the three leading cities are Las Vegas, Seattle, and. Once more, San Francisco. Really? Now, San Francisco for a while was the at the top of the heap uh, a couple yeah. of years back. Then it fell down to like seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth. A lot of other cities were uh, were leading the pack, and um, I, this this one has really surprised me. I did not expect San Francisco yeah, to come back either. roaring again with mm. double digit yeah. uh, year over year home price appreciation. But the leader for June uh, was Las Vegas at thirteen percent, which uh, we just you know talked just briefly at the very end of last segment how Las Vegas in two thousand and five had the highest year 
year-over-year home price appreciation in the nation. It was like 56%. It was some like off-the-charts yeah. number that I don't know has ever been repeated again. And then, of course, after the real estate market uh, corrected, fell, crashed, whatever you want to call it, uh, those uh, people who invested uh, uh, in the latter part of the mid-2000s, I should say 04, 05, 06 in Las Vegas, yeah. uh, uh, they're just starting to see their money back, assuming they didn't lose the property. Back, that, yeah, because yeah. Yeah, that's when the old uh, story of you know the waitresses who started buying three and four houses mm-hmm. with you know liar loans or whatever you want to call them. Uh, yeah. And they did a lot in Vegas because the prices yeah. were pretty cheap. What I find interesting is that because the S&P, this Case-Shiller Index, is a lagging indicator, you know, uh, I th- what we've experienced here in the Bay Area is that we had a pretty decent start to the year. Uh, the selling season typically begins end of February, March, April, right around there. And June, I believe, was still a pretty strong month here. But but uh, in real time, July, August uh, uh, has been slow. Uh, things have slowed down quite a bit. I know you've heard Patty on the, on the show here in weeks prior yeah. say that uh, there's buyer fatigue out there. So it certainly wouldn't surprise me that this, this, this lagging uh, indicator is, is going to show that home prices overall are, are, are starting to slow down. I, I, would, I would expect to see these numbers slow down a bit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I've got an article here uh, from um, ATTOM Data Solutions. It's the housing wire that they put out regularly. A leading article, uh, I mentioned at the beginning of the show, an 11-page article about recession fears rising. How will housing hold up? And there's some nuggets in here um, that I just wanted to share with you, one of them being that uh, they interviewed, among other people, Bruce Norris, who's oh, yeah. uh, uh, one of, one of the most respected California real estate investors. He was one of the few people who called correctly the recession at the end of 2006. In fact, uh, he is known for having sold off his entire real estate portfolio when people were saying he was, uh, what are you, nuts? Mm-hmm. And uh, he believes, he says he feels that that there will be a recession uh, sometime starting late 2019 early 2020. And what's interesting is, you know, he's looking out about, you know, 18 months, which is 18 months to two years. That's about where people tend to to feel um, comfortable. But But is he selling, though? No, he's not. And that's what's uh, uh, he said that in 2006, he saw what was coming uh, and they sold off their California holdings and and warned other investors it would be wise to do the same for which he was roundly ridiculed. Um, But he says now that he says uh, with the potential recession now on the horizon, uh, no such fear uh, for um, wide price declines exist, according to him. He, well, he does not feel that real estate prices will take a huge hit for three reasons. Okay. First, he says for the, for the last eight years, buyers have had to really qualify for their yeah. loans they've obtained. That's what I was going to We interject. don't have any Absolutely. crazy loan programs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Second, prices in California have doubled since 2008. But during that boom, people have not been treating their homes like an ATM. So there is trillions and trillions of dollars worth of equity in those homes. Um, And so that that is going to help hold up uh, prices because there won't be forced sales and issues around foreclosures. Uh, It's not like people are leveraged to the hilt. Right. They're they're not leveraged to the hilt. And they really have to qualify. 
Right. That, and, to, and, that to me is the biggest one. Yeah. yeah. And then third, which I th- thought this one, this third one I thought was interesting. He said, um, lenders have taught borrowers uh, a, a new methodology of handling delinquencies. And instead of filing foreclosure right away, most lenders today are bending over backwards to avoid taking the asset back via foreclosure. And so that's just, so in other words, workouts are a lot, are you a know, lot more common They nowadays. should have been doing that back in 2005, 6, 7, whatever, you know, 8. Yeah. Yeah. And Crazy. so I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah. Now, now uh, there's, a, there's a little funny quote in here. They did uh, interview um, Ray Dalio, uh, uh, chief uh, investment officer for, um, oh, no, I'm sorry. It was uh, the wrong, wrong uh, quote there. Lloyd Blank, fine, blank, blank, CEO of Goldman Sachs. <laughs> his, his short quote was, what could possibly go wrong? I haven't <laughs> felt this good since 2006. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but uh, you know, scary. looking forward, if there's a recession, uh, this is at you know the, the kind of the summary of the article, and there's a lot of great information in here, and I'm, I'm going to really study this, and and uh, uh, in in coming shows, I'll share some more from nuggets from this. But looking forward, if there's a recession, it won't be because of the housing sector. Is the kind yeah. of the summary of this article? They think that the underlying foundations for housing in the U.S. market and the California market are strong. It seems likely, they say that. A recession will emerge from something else. And another point they make in this is in uh, in not in most recessions over the last 40 years, real estate prices actually did not decline substantially. It's only in the most recent recession, which, oh, of course, we all yeah. still well, are. I, I was unaware of that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah over the last 40 years. So so real estate. The real estate cycle doesn't always follow the you know the economic cycle. Well, well, we had a fairly good recession in 1990 and 91, and prices dropped, but not that significant. Not nothing None near. They dropped differently yeah. in different sectors. Commercial dropped quite a bit yes. back then, I know, but uh, certain housing sectors did not. So again, you know, I, I read this uh, art article, and it actually makes me feel a little bit better yeah. because I did go to a. Um, I did go to an event this past week, and uh, someone who claims to have a tremendous amount of credibility in predicting market cycles using, and I'm going to probably say this wrong, Fibonacci numbers? That, that's Italian for what? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> fib, fib isn't really a good part of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, he believes that he has charted accurately um, price uh, declines over the last 50 years, and he says the next recession will be actually in four years, in 2022, at the end of 2022, beginning of 2023, but he sees another very severe downturn. And I just, I, again, it, it, he didn't say based on what, he, yeah. he, he based it just Charts. Simply on the charts and and these the, numbers that tend that tend to repeat themselves historically since the 1800s and I just I have a hard time believing that that well, that, that, that let me, let me fundamentals you, don't have don't come into play that it's simply yeah. it's just the way well, let, me, the, let me tell you something about charts because I used to do that for stocks yeah. and they're really good about looking past. And saying, oh, this oh, is why it happened. making sense of what happened. Yeah, right. but then going forward, the thing is, you, you have to follow it, and it changes. Yeah. So it, you could do it on a day-by-day basis. That, you know, it's, it's sort of like saying the weather, right? It's mm-hmm. like, oh, it's going to be sunny tomorrow, but as it starts to get darker, you say, no, it's going to rain. Oh, no, it's now changing such and such. And right. then, you know, so I, I like charts, but they're really good at showing 
what happened over the last you know six months or a year. I'd rather listen to the economists and real estate investors who accurately called the last recession, not that, the guys who look backwards think, and go, yeah. "Hey, my chart called this." Well, yeah, exactly. Did you warn anybody in advance? Thank you. Uh, no. Well, so, <laughs> so many of the financing instruments that got us into that trouble last time, yeah. aren't they? Don't know, exist. They, they're not That's around. Exactly. Anymore. All right, guys. Uh, last trivia question here. This film, based on actual events, is about some shady behavior on the part of a public utility company. Their carelessness was poisoned, uh, had poisoned the residents of a small California town, uh, and they were trying to cover it up. Along comes a feisty young single woman uh, who goes on uh, to uncover the truth and obtain justice for the families. What film is that? Don't touch that dial. We're going to be right back. For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. The best of investing will continue in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. Now, back to the best of investing with your host, Edward Brown, on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back to the best of investing. Edward Brown here along with Mark Honf and our special guest, Chris Davis. Hmm. Third trivia question. In the year 1215, what, I fooled you guys. You guys thought I was going to come up <laughs> with something different. Wait, that wasn't the question. <laughs> the, the answer was Magna Carta. But anyway, okay. Uh, this film, based on actual events, is about some shady behavior on the part of a utility company, public utility company. Their carelessness has uh, poisoned the residents of a small California town, and they're trying to cover it up. Along comes a feisty young single mom who goes on to uncover the truth and obtain Justice for the Families. Which movie is it? Chris knows that. We both got that. Three Aaron for three. Brockovich. Aaron Brockovich. I believe. I don't think I've ever been three for three, Edward. Well, I, I like to Just kind of boost eight your... years we've been doing the show together, and I don't think I've ever been three for three. I wanted to boost your confidence. I thought you were going to pull like a ringer out of your back pocket yeah. and like... Uh, well, I started to, but then I, I had two it. out of three. Yeah. You weren't going to let me get three out of three. You know what? I'm going to have to do that next time. I'm going to have to have extra <laughs> trivia questions just in case. So I have, have you go, just like Homer. <laughs> 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 All right. Mark, share with us about these uh, uh, improvements. Improvements that don't add value. Well, we got a little, uh, just a short, fun article here. Four home improvements that surprisingly don't add value. And this is relevant because, you know, there's a lot of uh, uh, upside in American housing today because of our aging housing stock. And a lot of people are remodeling their homes for resale uh, or just remodeling them just because they want to. Uh, but you should know which home remodels and home improvements. I'm going to guess the first one a chicken coop. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely won't add value. Even okay. if you build it really well. <laughs> well you, you, you did guess uh, the first one. I think swimming pretty, pool. Swimming pool. Yeah, yes, yeah, swimming yeah. pools That's typically well uh, do not add value, but not only swimming pools, but tricked out backyards in general. You can oh, really go yeah. crazy. Mm-hmm. I, I know this because I'm living in a home right now where we have yet to uh, do our backyard, and I'm thinking, well, we might sell in the next couple of years. Maybe we'll just leave it unimproved no. for the next person to do their dream backyard. Because no matter what, I mean, you could spend 100 to 200 grand easily, not even doing a without a pool. Sure, uh, on a, well, a well, modest size backyard. But I, I guess I, would, if, uh, being your friend, I would advise. But probably talking to a uh, an a specialist in the area because there's probably like you know you can maybe put like five or ten thousand dollars in yeah. that'll get you sixty or seventy thousand more than the way it looks now. And I'm not saying it looks bad, but you know what I mean. There's probably you don't like my weeds. Well, I think a front a front a front yard <laughs> is you know first impression, but I think exactly. a backyard you know a lot of uh, spec builders or, or uh, developers that build houses to sell yeah. or you know, they often will not do a backyard. 
Right, they'll leave it for the person to do whatever. The, right, it's, which it's is hard to guess what people want in a backyard, and it depends. Do they have kids? Do yeah. they not have kids? Do they want to do outdoor living? Do they really live in their home and never go out in the backyard? But but you also have to assume that some people don't have enough of a vision. Yes, and they're going to go. Uh, the backyard's not done. I'm going to. It's going to cost me X, mm-hmm. and so they're thinking that whatever you're asking for the house mm. is overpriced. Well, you could be. So could be, uh, okay. for, n- number one was swimming pools. Number two is tricked out backyards. Okay. Number three, this surprised me a little bit, wine cellars. Wine well, I guess cellars it don't typically boost value. the value. Mm. A lot of non-wine well, drinkers. Would, certainly wouldn't hurt value. But it, I mean, yeah. not everybody is a wine drinker. Yeah. Unless you're in St. Helena, but go ahead. <laughs> and then yeah. fourth, last but not least, is a, a, an overall um, category called system upgrades. So in other words, you, oh, you replace like your water water heater, heater oh, or you, gotcha. you replace the piping. Oh, I got new copper all the way to the street, you know, gotcha, or, or wiring. Yeah. Now, certain things, like if you do Cat 5 all the way throughout or do, or do home automation, I yeah. think that's different. I think that does add value. But just, you know, uh, the point of the article was if it's not broke, don't fix it because when you know like a, like a water an aging water heater you can get you most uh, home purchases now come with a home warranty anyway so mm-hmm. you know if the water heater breaks in the first year you can get it replaced by the insurance policy so don't go crazy on upgrading things that you can't see and are kind of you know okay uh, so typical though the on the flip side kitchens and bathrooms are the are the big That's ones that sure yeah, yeah. you said yeah. something that really resonated with me you said what you can't see and I, I, I think everything under the hood Although you yeah, can't yeah, see yeah. Wi-Fi, and it's yeah. you know, good. Yeah. Although you know that, I mean, stuff like that, you can you know you can go to Best Buy and buy just about any kind of plug-in nowadays. So I don't know that having mm-hmm. yeah. you know, great Wi-Fi necessarily is. I got really good Wi-Fi, and I get an extra hundred thousand dollars from my house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that, no, that's a good point because there's some places that just Wi-Fi is just not very good in general. But how do you? I mean, if you go to a place that doesn't have good Wi-Fi in general, can you invent it? Well, they have the Wi-Fi mesh systems now. Where you triangulate two or three different Wi-Fi mm. units I in, just, in a large home, and it actually creates a, a what they call a mesh network. Really, it's clever I, technology. So it's, it's just I, emerging. I, right I now. shouldn't splice off my neighbors anymore. Probably okay. Not. Don't want to hijack that yeah, anymore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Speaking of that, um, home Wi-Fi. Um, I learned uh, before it became you know learning the hard way that um, you know there was an article about a, a neighbor that uh, got in trouble because their Wi-Fi wasn't protected by a password and some neighbor, I think it was an uh, underage neighbor, was um, looking at the, the wrong kind of pornography. And oh, boy. The wrong was, kind of pornography <laughs> the wrong kind of websites. <laughs> the wrong kind of websites. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's good pornography and there's bad pornography. Yeah. Wrong. Yeah. Right. But, I know what you meant. But yeah. they were investigated because it, because it was originating from their Wi-Fi system. There, was, really? uh, there were legal issues that oh came gosh. about as a result. So if you don't have a password protected Wi-Fi, do not, let, do not leave your home Wi-Fi open open yeah it's it's I mean, convenient in general but, but uh yeah, yeah just you know just know that when anybody comes over and they, they have to ask hey what's your home wi-fi password but everyone uh everyone's home wi-fi should be password protected you do not want uh, to have a rogue neighbor uh, uh piggybacking Senior, off your wi-fi yeah. and doing something they shouldn't be doing online terrible yeah. um mark explain a little bit about pacific private money uh, give us a deal of the week 
Absolutely. So um, Pacific Private Money, we're an alternative real estate finance provider, meaning we're, uh, in, in the old days, they called it hard money. In the more recent days, they call it private money. It's also called alternative financing, marketplace lending, peer-to-peer lending. It's all kinds of uh, uh, names of it now. And uh, some of those companies uh, like ours uh, are online only. Uh, we're both. We're online, but we also have a brick and mortar in downtown Nevada and Marin County. And we've been in business for 10 years. In fact, August is uh, like three anniversaries. It's the 10-year anniversary of the company. Uh, founded in, uh, We started our first uh, loans in uh, August of 2008. Uh, it's the five-year anniversary uh, plus one month of the Pacific Private Money Fund, which I'll talk about in a second. And it's the eight-year anniversary of the best of investing. There you go. How many shows is that? Eight times Eight times 52. 52. Yeah. yeah. Over 400 shows. Oh, my God. I think I've lost How so much can you bit. talk about money? I know. Exactly. <laughs> well, you wonderful listeners, those of you who've listened a lot, you know that we can tend to get a little bit repetitive. Uh, I mean, there's only so many things uh, to brag about, uh, about what we do at Pacific Private Money, but we're going to do so anyway. Uh, yeah. And uh, so... We make loans, uh, mostly short-term real estate loans, to people in need. Uh, usually, it's a transactional distress. Uh, usually, uh, bank financing uh, either is not an option because of speed or is no longer an option because something happened during the process, and they need a plan B, and that's what we exist for. And Pacific Private Money is one of the few private money real estate lenders that will do owner-occupied financing. That is our niche. We've been doing it for five years. We do it really well, and we're licensed to do it appropriately. And uh, some of you listening may have heard, if you um, have ever gotten into a conversation with someone who's in the uh, hard money or private money lending practice, they may have said, oh, well, it's illegal uh, to do uh, a private money loan on an owner-occupied residence. Not true. (laughs) You just have to be uh, appropriately licensed. And that, of course, is is their lazy way of saying, you know, we didn't want to invest the time and technology into being able to do that right. So that's, you know, that's the, the, the bar side of it. On the investing side, every single loan we've made uh, in the last 10 years, which is over 1,500 loans, totaling nearly half a billion dollars, uh, all mostly in California, have been made with private capital. With no losses. Right. That's the important thing. Those 1,500 loans, we have never lost principal. In fact, we've made all of the principal and the promised interest uh, on every single loan to date. Knock on wood. That's impressive, And, and there's three ways to yeah. invest uh, with companies like ours, and ours in particular. Three ways to invest. Uh, you can invest in whole loans, uh, which is also known as trustee investing, where you're investing in the entire note. You can invest in fractional loans. We do a lot of fractional investing where two or three or four or five uh, folks might share. And then we also uh, do managed funds, the Pacific Private Money Fund, which has been paying uh, 7.8% on a trailing 12 basis. And for more information, go to PacificPrivateMoney.com, PacificPrivateMoney.com. Tell you what, stay with us. We're going to be right back with some closing comments. You're listening to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. For more information, visit bestofinvesting.com. That's bestofinvesting.com. More in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. You're listening to The Best of Investing on AM 1220 KDOW. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. 
Welcome back to The Best of Investing. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Honf of Pacific Private Money and our special guest, Chris Davis of Guaranteed Rate Mortgage Company. Uh, Mark, you've got a deal of the week to share. Well, we just did one that uh, is with a foreign national, and so that's that's a, a, a breed of borrower that oftentimes has trouble finding a bank or conventional lender to close with. Uh, again, sometimes if they have enough time and they can provide enough information to a bank or conventional lender, they can actually get long-term low-rate financing, but in a purchase situation, uh, it's often not the case, which is why we do uh, you know, quite a few every year uh, of, of loans like this. Uh, we also do things like pro or you know divorce where couples are getting divorced and now they got to buy another house because the husband's moving out and but you know banks oftentimes they don't like that kind of you know funny business they like everything to be just real simple and down the line and with foreign nationals what's the, the challenge is is oftentimes their income is um, hard to nail down and that was the challenge with this gentleman uh, who needed a um, purchase money, bridge loan, short term, uh, to buy a home in San Francisco. And he is a foreign national, Russian, uh, and he's got, he, he provided his tax returns, his bank statements, all kinds of stuff. Uh, and all of that information notwithstanding, he couldn't get a bank interested in, in providing him a loan uh, quick enough to be able to compete in the Bay Area marketplace. So uh, that was a deal that we just greenlighted this week. We haven't closed it yet, but we're very confident given you know our uh, abilities and track record that uh, he will not be the first person <laughs> left at the altar because we've never left anyone at the altar. What's the um, loan to value? This one is 65%. Okay. So we're comfortable with the loan to value. We're comfortable with the marketplace. Uh, we're actually comfortable with his tax returns. We actually read them pretty carefully. And he's got a C Corp and, and he, uh, that he provided the tax returns for and his personal return as well. And he also was um, very forthcoming with his financial and personal information, which I tell you is kind of interesting. Oftentimes, borrowers like to, well, like to not be yeah. forthcoming. They just they just want to give you the is the least amount of information possible. Uh, oftentimes, even saying things like, "Well, I thought this was hard money," yeah. <laughs> meaning yeah, they're, they're not helping. I, I shouldn't have to that. give you any information. Yeah. It's just hard money, a, yes. Stupid money, no. <laughs> <laughs> right, hard money, yes. Stupid money, no. And hard money doesn't exist today like it did 15 years ago. It is a regulated uh, industry, and it's and that's for the good. Uh, it's a much different, uh, much more. It's legitimatized. Don Frank legitimatized uh, yeah. those private money uh, companies that uh, survived, that didn't uh, end up uh, crashing and burning as well, because uh, many of them did uh, at the turn of the last market. Mm-hmm. So before we go, we want to give uh, Chris an opportunity to share a little bit of information about uh, how you can get a hold of him at Guaranteed Rate Mortgage, because he has access to some interesting loan programs, uh, things like uh, loan programs that will allow you to use one more than more than one home as collateral, also known as cross-collateralization. I will tell you that that's actually fairly rare in conventional financing to be able to uh, uh, do cross-collateralized transactions. Uh, And then we did the the old asset depletion conversation where you could use other cash assets to qualify for your ability to repay. Any final words? How do we get a hold of you, uh, Chris? I just want to say you guys are a a pleasure to listen to. It's it's fun to be in the studio with you today. Uh, I'm easy to find. Mes- mesmerize yeah. you. <laughs> it, it's a pleasure to talk to you. Well, well you know, the, the Internet is, is, is such a vehicle yeah. for anything anymore. I, I'm so easy to find. Good, I, I'm, I'm in San Anselmo. Uh, I'm on Sir Francis Drake. 
Uh, What's your phone number? Phone number is 415-307-0277. Okay. My email, chris.davis at rate.com. Oh, that's, that's about, that, that's about the my, my easiest one. And my name is pretty easy, I yeah, think, right? Chris Davis, and then, yeah. then rate.com forward slash Chris Davis. Very good. Very Mark, quickly before we go, PacificPrivateMoney.com, 415-883-2150 for information about short-term bridge loans or how you can earn uh, 7.8% and more on your uh, invested capital, your real estate holdings, and your IRA money. Very good. All right. Here's our thoughts for the day. Every great achievement was once considered impossible, and your past mistakes are meant to guide you, not define you. Not nice. Tune in next week to the best of investing. We're going to be giving away more free uh, prizes for answering trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm Edward Brown. We're wishing you the best of investing. So long. <laughs> You've been listening to the best of investing with Edward Brown. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. And join us again next week for the best of investing on the Bay Area's business leader, AM 1220 KDLW. This radio broadcast is in no way an offer to sell securities except where applicable in states where we are registered or where an exemption or exclusion from such registration exists. Information discussed during this broadcast, whether stock quotes, charts, articles, or any other statement or statements regarding market or other financial information is obtained from sources which we believe are reliable, but we do not warrant or guarantee the timeliness or accuracy of this information. Nothing in this broadcast should be interpreted to state or imply that past results are an indication of future performance. There are no warranties expressed or implied as to accuracy, completeness, or results obtained from this broadcast. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flynn with in-depth interviews archival footage and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines i just felt like i was drowning flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost available now watch it today go to salemnow.com salemnow.com